Hey there, entrepreneurs, and welcome, welcome to this week's mini episode. And today I am going to speak about a topic that I got a text on, and I've actually gotten multiple messages about and requests to speak on it, um, because tis the season to neglect your self-care, folks. We're busy. It's coming to, you know, year end. We are scrambling. We're trying to get all our stuff covered. We're trying to hit those year end goals. We're trying to plan for January. We're juggling the holidays, potentially kids at home, potentially Christmas vacation and shopping and all of the stuff, all while dealing with a pandemic. My head hurts. My brain hurts a little bit. I don't know about yours, but mine does. Um, so, but anyways, um, so quickly before we fully jump in, if you have a suggestion for, for something you want to hear me talk about, or you want my two cents on or anything like that for the podcast or a guest that you'd like to have come on, you can always DM me on any of the social media platforms where I am or message me through createhonesty.com or email me. I'm always open for suggestions. So a shout out to the person who texted me and the other people who have talked to me about this topic this week. So if you've heard me talk about self-care in the past and with guests or just solo, you know that I view it as a business strategy. Why do I view it as a business strategy? Because I am a person who has now four, count them, four different autoimmune diseases. So what happened that many people may not know is what happened after this podcast launched is that um, my body and on some levels, my mind went kaput. Um, because unbeknownst to me, I have Hashimoto's disease, which essentially is an autoimmune reaction where your body is attacking your thyroid. And if you're not familiar with your thyroid, your thyroid is like central command for your entire system. So I was exhausted. My brain wasn't functioning correctly, you know, tons of specialists on board. Nobody knows what's going on stuff like that. And the thing that was most baffling to me is that leading up to the podcast launch, this was the first kind of major launch scenario where I had actually done, quote unquote, all the self-care things right. I was eating healthy. I was exercising. I was doing all the stuff that they told me I should be doing. You know, I was taking breaths. I was breathing. I was doing, you know, from my perspective, like this was like night and day comparatively speaking to how I usually launch things. So it was equally or even more frustrating rather when my body still said basically F you after I launched the podcast. So number one, thank goodness for VAs and, and asking for help because I, you know, that's how I was able to kind of run the company and keep the momentum going, which very blessed to have. And those in my, in my life right now too, who have supported me, but it raises the question, right? Number one, the question that I got from someone was, you know, everybody keeps telling us to self-care, but where the hell do you put it? How do you self-care? Where do you put it? What balls do you need to drop in order to self-care? Um, we all know that it's a necessity. And when I say self-care, I don't mean, you know, the bubble baths and the spa days and the chocolate and like that kind of self-care. I mean, how do you consistently show up for your business, for your family, for your friends in a way that you can make the impact on the world that you want to, right? And that you're setting out to and that, you know, is is that your why is underlying, right? So there's this thing that I, that's been bothering me lately as well, is we see self-care mentioned everywhere. And 
it's wonderful to say self-care is a business strategy. It's wonderful to speak in these, you know, kind of large terms, but let's talk about it in practice, right? So where I have a problem is where in your head, right? Or maybe somebody else is, is doing this for you too, is, is when the term self-care is almost weaponized so that it works against you. As in, I am not doing enough for my self-care. Oh my goodness. I'm failing myself. There's too many things. There's too many things to do. Oh my goodness. You know, and then all of a sudden it becomes weaponized so that this notion of self-care becomes just another thing in your head that you are failing at. So it gives you another excuse as to beat yourself up. So that's, you know, one of the things that I feel really strongly against because it's not meant to be that. So if you read an article or if you see somebody talking about it, or even if you hear me talking about it on this podcast, there is not just one way to self-care. And the reason I told you that story about me getting diagnosed with Hashimoto's, I did it all right. Even my doctor said like, oh yeah, you did, you did everything correct. You know, this is, this is pretty amazing. However, with my body and Hashimoto's, if you're someone who has that, if you push it too hard, even in a good way, like I was doing multiple miles a day and pushing my body that way, it will give out. So you have to not only just self, you can't just self-care, you have to self-care in a way that works for you. So if you are someone who is comparing or reading the like top 10 things that you should be doing for self-care articles, take it with a grain of salt and please do not weaponize it to, you know, work against you from a self-talk perspective, right? And the next part is that you really, really need to recognize the chapter of life you are in, okay? And that can look different. That's different for everybody, depending on what their priorities are. And what I often see clients do, and myself included, I've definitely been guilty of this, is that I'm not clear on where my top three priorities in that chapter of my life are. Okay. So for me, my top three priorities are um, my health and wellness. Cause again, for autoimmune diseases, that always needs to be at the top. Cause if I don't function, my company doesn't function, my family doesn't function, you know, at its best and I leave my husband hanging. So number one for me is my health. Number two is, you know, my family or people I love and care about. And number three is my business. And it's not, I would say self-care or my, my health always stays at the top. The other two, depending on the season, depending on what's going on may interchange a little bit, but I don't have any more than three. And I would even challenge you when you get to those three to drill down even deeper into them. So it's not enough for me to say my top three priorities. And one of them is my business. Well, that's great. I can say my business at a high level. However, if I drill down into that, it's not every single piece of things that I want to accomplish that I'm accomplishing right now in this chapter. No, I'm a business strategy coach. I'm saying in Q1, these are my priorities for the business. These are my priorities for my health. These are my priorities in my relationships and then my family and those I love. So it's not just enough to kind of keep these big blanket ideas above you of your top three. And again, I want to stress top three Um, because if everything's a priority, then nothing's a priority. So you narrow it down to those top three, and then you drill a little deeper and you get strategic about it. And you say, in this chapter of my life, if I know that I'm homeschooling my kids 50% of the time, if I know it's the holiday season and it's a trigger for me, if I know that business, you know, is dead 
in July. I can, you know, hit the gas a little bit more on certain things or hit the brakes on certain things a little bit more, but it's always a moving target, guys. It's not something where you just apply it and it's, you know, it's going to be that way forever, right? There are certain things though, that you then, after you determine your priorities, you really need to tailor it to your life. You tailor it to your life, you tailor it to that chapter. And I'm a big fan of going for quality over quantity. If you're saying to yourself, for my self-care, I want to run 10 miles a day and you only run nine on one of those days, it doesn't mean you failed. It means that's one day. I see it all the time, especially we're coming up on January. Yeah, it's a little bit different with pandemic land, but um, where people are like, I'm going to work out every single day for 2021. And then they work when they were working out none to begin with, and then they work out 15 and not all of them, and they think they failed. So it's also viewing self-care as not an all or nothing thing. It is a constantly changing work in progress. And you have to give yourself some grace and some space on the days that you can't do it. Because there are those moments when you feel like you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. I know I've had this conversation with my husband before about, you know, I feel like if I was a pie chart, you know, I'm one chart, but there's too many categories of slices that you can't even slice me anyway, <laughs> any more ways, right? You know, and in order to give to my business, I have to rob for my family or in order to give to my family, I have to rob for myself. However, it does take a little bit of fighting. It takes a little bit of fighting and a little bit of releasing control. Because what I often see is that sometimes folks are scared to relinquish control over something, myself included on, the, on different situations, whether it's control over the kids or control over something that happens in your business that somebody else could be doing um, or something like that. But at some point, your need to control really needs to be outweighed by your need to recharge. And for me, that's why my 2021 goal is to outsource as much as possible in my business, because I know my body, I can't do it. I can't get to a point where my business can be where I want it to be and make the impact in the world that I want it to make it if my body and my mind aren't working, right? And same thing for your kids. I know they say like, put your oxygen mask on first for those parents out there. You always hear that. Um, one easier said than done. I don't know any parent, if you see your kid like suffering, who's not going to say, screw my mask, put yours on. I don't, I don't know how that's going to happen, but you do need to train yourself to not fully ignore you. And I say train yourself because I don't want to minimize how hard it is either. Because there's oftentimes, like I said, you feel like you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, but even the act of, of maybe negating a little bit of time with your husband and recharging your battery will make you show up on the other end 10 times better. So it's kind of like, um, it's a sacrifice that you almost have to make. And if you can't do it all the time, I always say, if you've ever attended one of my self, my self-care classes or my, um, worthiness classes or anything like that, I like to say it's, it's one quality over quantity. So if you can't do anything, 15 non-negotiable minutes for you a day, 24 hours in a day, 
let's say you sleep six to eight of them, that leaves a hell of a lot more hours in the day. So if you can tell me and you can justify every single minute of your day and say, there's no way in hell I can even get 15 minutes and speak in facts, folks, speak in facts, because I know you can say that, oh, I, I can't do that. I'm too overwhelmed and I, I just can't get there. And on some level I will call bullshit because if we're keeping the quantity of it small, but the quality of it impactful, you got to find 15 minutes. Because if you can't, then that will show me on some level that that is not one of your top three priorities. And I don't say that to shame you. I don't say that to make you feel or weaponize self-care or anything like that. But I am saying that you are doing a disservice to your other two priorities if you're not one of them. Right? So as you go into this new year, I would challenge you to, number one, recognize the chapter of life that you're in and really take stock of what your top three priorities are in this chapter, you know, what you can control, what you can't control, you know, what you actually have influence over, and then tailor accordingly, quality over quantity when it comes to self-care, depending on the chapter that you're in, 15 non-negotiable minutes for you because the recharge is worth the, um, it's worth relinquishing control sometimes. And if any time, you know, you feel like you have too many competing priorities, like you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, you need to ground yourself and say, and remind yourself that you're one person. You are one person. You are not somebody who can be that pie chart. Like I described, that's just sliced in too many categories. Remove some things from your calendar. Say no, if they're not aligned with your cat, with your three priorities. And again, I don't want to minimize how difficult that will be, but I do want to speak to how much better it will feel when you actually do it. And it's going to take practice. It's not just like you're going to wake up tomorrow. I mean, some of you may and be like, no, I will not do this. Yes, I will only do that. You know, it's a practice. You're not going to be perfect at it. I'm definitely not perfect at it. But the emphasis needs to be placed on Every day when the sun rises again, which it always does, you do your best with what you've been given. Okay. But you need to nail down those priorities and narrow your focus so that your business can come to fruition in a way that, that feels good for you. And if it takes longer to do that because of the chapter of life you're in, again, marathon, not a sprint. We talk about that a lot here, you know. Plot your course, stick to your top three priorities, focus in, and lastly, don't you dare apologize for having yourself in one of those top three, because I've seen too many women do it, and men I'm sure too, and I've done it myself. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go to the gym. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm sorry. I need to go take a shower. One of the most valuable things that actually my therapist said to me was if you don't feel good and you need to go lay down, like that's not something to apologize for, you know, you are entitled to it and that's okay. And I can hear some of you and I can hear myself too, on some level saying like, well, if I do that, then my kids, the homeschooling, the this, and then that, 
I need you to ask yourself how much of that is control that you need to maintain control over it and how much of it maybe you're not delegating and then train the person to actually do it. That's, that's helping you or ask for help, you know, examine the situation and figure out just like you would your business. When you're looking at your business, how am I going to generate the revenue? Look at your life and say, how am I going to generate those 15 minutes? And how is the short-term um, sacrifice going to really help me for the long-term of this business marathon? I hope this makes sense. <laughs> um, if you have any questions, you want to continue the conversation, you can find me at Create Honesty on Facebook, Instagram. You can search my name on LinkedIn, and you can visit me on the web at createhonesty.com. You can send me a note through there. Um, and I would love to hear any suggestions. Like I said before, if you would like to hear my, my two cents on a topic or hear a certain guest, by all means, send them my way. Cause I would love, love to hear from you as the audience. And as always, if you like what you're hearing here, please don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, and review, and, you know, tell a friend because who couldn't use a little more resilience in their life, right? See you later.